Have you been thinking about buying or selling real estate? Perhaps you've recently been involved in a transaction. Either way, I think this podcast will interest you. Hello again, my name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a realtor with Long & Foster in Havertown. I'm also an associate broker, an ethics instructor, co-chair of professional standards at Tri-County Suburban Realtors, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen. Today's topic is the highlights of the 2022 NAR profile of home buyers and sellers. The National Association of Realtors, or NAR, has published its annual report. This report is based on surveys of recent home buyers, including those who sold one property to buy another. The survey consisted of 129 questions mailed to over 153,000 recent home buyers. NAR began these reports in 1981 with just 59 questions. The purpose of the survey is to provide insight into consumer behavior, specifically their needs and expectations. The reports are as unique as the economic, social, and demographic environment. The time period covered ran from July 2021 through June of 2022 and was obviously impacted by a number of major events, including a real estate market in transition. The highlights are broken down into several characteristics. Home buyers. 26% were first-time buyers, the lowest share ever recorded in this reports, and down from 34% during the last report. The typical first-time buyer was 36 years old, up from 33, the typical repeat buyer was 59. Both of these are all-time highs for these reports. Obviously, if you've been paying attention, you'll know that first-time buyers have been waiting longer to make their first purchase. The share of unmarried couples buying was higher than reported previously. 22% of all buyers said that their primary reason for buying was to own their own home. That number rose to 62% for first-time buyers. 86% of recent buyers used a real estate professional. 10% bought directly from the owner. 49% prioritized using an agent for the sole purpose of helping them find the right home. As you'll see as I continue, several factors have been adversely affecting buyers, especially first-time buyers. In terms of the homes that they purchased, 12% bought new homes, with 41% of them looking to avoid renovations and mechanical problems. 88% bought previously listed homes, with 31% of them looking for a better price. 79% bought detached single-family homes. The median distance between the recent purchase and their prior residence was 50 miles, up dramatically from the 15 miles that were reported between 2018 and 2021. Apparently, people are willing to go further to get a bargain. 49% cited the quality of the neighborhood as the most important factor in selecting a location. Affordability and proximity to family and friends were both cited at 37%. The typical purchase was at the full asking price, while 28% spent more than the asking price. Typical buyers expected to live in their home for 15 years. 28% said that they would never move again. In terms of the home search process, 47% started by searching online. 
only 18% started by contacting a real estate agent. 96% of buyers used online tools sometime during their search. Typical buyers search for 10 weeks, up from 8 weeks in the past, and they only looked at a median of 5 homes plus another 4 that they only viewed online. 86% found their agent to be a very or somewhat useful source of information. 91% were at least somewhat satisfied with the home buying process. As I've seen in other reports, delaying contacting a professional may have an adverse effect on buyers, especially if they learn that financing requires them to do some work to qualify. Few things in the purchase of real estate are more frustrating than finding a house that you like and having to sit on the sidelines waiting for somebody who's better prepared to make it their home. In terms of financing the home purchase, 78% of recent buyers financed their purchase, which is down from 87%. The typical down payment for first-time buyers was 6%, 17% for repeat buyers. 47% used their savings for their down payment. 38% of repeat buyers used the proceeds from the sale of their home. 22% of first-time buyers used a gift or a loan from family or friends. I wonder how many of you didn't know that you could use a gift. 26% of first-time buyers cited saving for a down payment as the most difficult step in the process. Given that many of these buyers are renters, with the price of renting today, that's not a surprise. 88% of buyers viewed a home purchase as a good investment. In terms of home sellers, the typical seller was 60 years old, up from 56 last survey. 21% sold to move closer to family and friends. 11% sold due to retirement. 11% said that their neighborhood had become less desirable. Sellers typically lived in their home for 10 years, which is up from eight in the past. 41% bought a larger home. 32% bought a home the same size. 39% used the same real estate agent to buy as they used to sell. 86% used a real estate professional, 10% sold on their own, meaning without representation. The median final selling price was 100% of the asking price. That's the highest result since 2002. The median time on the market was two weeks, up from one week. 91% of sellers were at least somewhat satisfied with the selling process. Now, for sale-by-owner sellers, otherwise called FISBOs, and what I mean by that again is sellers who do this without being represented. 10% of sellers sold without representation, up from 7% last survey. 6% of suburban sellers sold without representation, while 13% did so in rural areas. 50% knew the buyer of their home. For sale-by-owner homes, typically sold for less than real estate agent-assisted sales. They typically sold for median price of $225,000, compared to real estate agent-assisted sales at $345,000. Sellers who do not use a real estate agent typically do so to save the commission. So if half of them knew the buyer of their home, they probably worked something out on their own. That may or may not make sense. It depends what happens in the long run. However, given the wide disparity in results, that merits a conversation. 
between $225,000 and $345,000, you could have paid a commission, you could have made more money, you might have had less legal problems afterwards, or not. It all depends. Those numbers don't tell us where the houses were, how large or small they were, what their market value was. All that being said, some sellers say they needed to save the commission to make a move. That's understandable. Their choice, but I respectfully suggest that all sellers think about it. If real estate agents couldn't make more for a seller than they could make on their own, and at least justify the fees that we charge, we would be out of business. This is a lot of information to digest. How closely these results may reflect your feelings and experiences will vary. Selling and buying real estate, as I always say, it's a personal decision, often an emotional one, justified with logic. As always, in closing, remember, when it comes to selling or buying what is likely your biggest asset, requiring your largest overall investment, there is no time for inexperience, empty promises, or false expectations. Please, hire wisely. We are not all the same. Thank you again for listening.